0: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening to those listening and tuning in to the show Last Word Production once again. Whatever time you're listening to this, y'all know the host is always going to be the same. It'll never change. I am your host, Tabaris Wilson, and I always get the last word. Now let's get off into it, man. So this week's episode, we're going to look strictly into the NFL season. And we're going to dive into the NFL wildcard week weekend. I'm gonna break down Matchups, I believe each team has an advantage at it and I'm also break down Who I think will win at the end of my breakdowns for these games now With that being said, let's jump right into it. I'm gonna leave the Dolphins game for last as you all know I am a Dolphins fan But I'm gonna leave that game for last. I'm gonna get off into the rest of these matchups really fast before I speak about this. So First thing first, let's talk about the Seahawks and 49 game. Division rivals Seahawks clinched the last wildcard spot with the loss. The Green Bay Packers suffered to the Lions. So now they're sitting at 98. About to head to the Bay Area and take on their division rival, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers as we all know guys, the stout defense, this team is on the defensive side. They're the best in the league. Total yards. They're Second best in rushing yards allowed, first best in points allowed. They're middle of the pack when it comes to passing yards, the third down percentage. But overall, this is a nasty defense. I mean, Green friend one may very well be the best running back, be, linebacker. Excuse me, doing the league. Nick Bosa coming off the edge, defensive player of the year maybe this year. Very, very good young talented, talented safety, and uh, I forget it, Hufango. To Tualano to I believe that's his name He's a little bit different man. He kind of reminds me of Trey Pottmolo just by his aesthetic look I think Traverius Ward what he has done and what he has brought to this team this year as their best corner he's approved as a player love to see it and just all in all man I think this is a team that is stouted on that side, and they just are going to continuously go up from here. But this is the side of the ball I want to speak on, and this is going to be the reason why I believe this game isn't going to be a competition at all. Even despite the fact that I like the young corners that the Seahawks have, and Kobe, Kobe Bryant, and Terry Woolman, they got some good young secondary players. I think Quandre did still got something to tank as well, but with that being said, Brock Purdy is 5-0 as a start, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Purdy is playing exceptional football right now. I'm not saying he himself is exceptional, but the way he runs this system, the way he gets things in order, he's playing comfortable in the pocket, he's moving out the pocket, he can run a little bit of the ball, create a few plays on his legs, extend plays. With Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, that with a Debo 7 coming back healthy, This team may be in a better position with Brock Purdy this season to win a Super Bowl than they would have been with any other quarterback on their roster. And that includes Jimmy Garoppolo, who a guy who took this team to a Super Bowl. Now, does that mean Brock Purdy is guaranteed to take them to a Super Bowl? I don't believe so, but you can't ignore the fact that this dude is 5-0 as a starter in this league. This this dude is one, I I believe it's 4-0, 5-0, something like that. If you want to count the Dolphin game, I believe it's five and zero. But he he hasn't lost the game yet that he's started and finished. He hasn't. He's playing like out right now, man. Thirteen to four INT to TD ratio. He, he has over almost just a little bit under fourteen hundred yards passing this season. He has hundred seven rating, and he's he's completing he's completing sixty seven percent of his passes. So the dude is playing phenomenal. He's playing good. That's 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 good quality numbers there. That's what you'll take, especially with the defense you have. So it's hard for me to build an argument for the Seahawks to win this game, despite the fact that the Seahawks they exceeded everyone's expectations. Everyone at the beginning of this season thought the Seahawks would have been at the bare minimum bottom tier three, bottom three team in the league. Everyone, everyone thought that. Everyone trade Russell Wilson away, go get Drew Locke. He competes for his starting job against Geno Smith. It was rumors circulating around DK Metcalf being traded. Tyler Lockett may be on the move. Bobby Wagner doesn't resign. You know, it was just so many things going on in, in the Seahawks camp. It was just like how can they possibly make this work? They, they've lost their franchise guy and on top of the fact they've lost their defensive acre who was they're a guy for about eight, nine years. Now, what do they do? Well, they get the best out of Geno Smith that we've ever seen. They got rookie young players stepping up in big time moments. Such <clears throat> excuse me, such as like I said earlier with Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolman. But you also got Kenneth Walker as well, a young rookie running back. Rashad Penny still is giving them good snaps as well. But at the end of the day, guys, this team simply put, I just think, I just think they don't have the time to compete with this team, truth be told. I, I think Brock Purdy and the Niners decimate the Seahawks. I think they beat them by at least a two-possession game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this game got ugly. I think it will be competitive because it is a divisional game, and this is Brock Purdy's first playoff game. I don't know how the nerves would affect him and things of that nature, but we shall see. But yeah, I got the Niners winning this game, man. And I think they win this game pretty comfortably. I say something along the lines of 27, 17, 24, 10, something along those lines. Now let's get up into the next game. We got the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So these are the Saturday games, just so you all know. So the Chargers will be traveling to Jacksonville. We got two young stud female quarterbacks. Coming into this game, both guys Over 4,000 yards passing this season Both guys have a pretty Solid TD to IT ratio Herbert 25 to 10 Lawrence 25 to 8 And Lawrence has a slightly better Rating than Herbert at 95.2 and Herbert at 93.2 Now this game comes down to To me this game comes down to Who can get a stop for look Because I think both of these guys will go out there and play a good game They may not play great. They may not play exceptional. At the end of the day, this is both their first playoff appearance. But both of them have something on their side where they have two defenses that just be truthful that aren't really that good. I mean, the the Jaguars' defense is ranked 23rd in the league. That's a bottom-10 defense. And the Chargers' defense, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, somewhere around 21st or 20th or something like that. Yeah, so this isn't a good team. And neither one of these teams I know for their defensive prowess. You know, the, the Chargers may be a little bit more talented on that side of the ball, but at the end of the day, it hasn't reflected on the field. So it comes down to who can honestly get a stop. Because both of these guys, like I said, I believe both of them are going to go out there. I think both of them are going to put up pretty good numbers for their first start. But it comes down to who will make the first mistake and or what defense will force them. The first mistake. I think that's what this game is going to come down to, but even despite all of that, I just believe in a Justin Herbert-led team a little more as it stands right now than I believe in a Trevor Lawrence-led team. I think with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both healthy, it was reported that Mike Williams was practicing he should be ready to go. Both those guys healthy, both his options. Austin Eckler out of the backfield, Gerald Everett at tight end. Even with Rashawn Slater out for the season, I think this team has enough talent to get past the Jaguars. At the end of the day, I just don't believe in the Jaguars' defense. The offense may be able to go tit for tack for a while, but I do believe the Chargers have good enough pass rushers in Joey and Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack to get Lawrence on the ground enough times and maybe force a turnover here and there to swing the game in their favor. So, I'm taking the charges in this one, man. I got to take the charges in this one. So next game, we're going into the Giants and the Vikings. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really know how to feel about this game because I don't know how to feel about the Vikings anymore. I mean, this is a team that one week, they'll compete against the best in the league, like the Bills. They'll, you know, they'll compete against teams like that. But then get the, the breaks beat off of them by someone like Dallas, the Eagles, even the Packers. Like it's, it's it's really hard to read this team, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Kirk Cousins is an inconsistent quarterback. But the biggest issue for me is the fact that their defense is horrible. They, 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 I think a lot of people are bypassing how bad the defense is. This is a defense that is 31st ranked in the league, ladies and gentlemen. In total defense and against the pass, that you're not beating anyone in this league if you can't stop someone from throwing the ball. And they're bottom five in points given up per game. This is a defense that's, they're not good. Let's just keep it real. They're not. They're not good. And a lot of that is, you may want to say, is because they're so on the offensive side of the ball, they get points so quickly, teams got to throw the ball more and you know, them, take more chances, whatever case may be, fine. But at the end of the day, they're not stopping up You know, the, the offense ain't going out there just throwing, Kirk ain't going out there just throwing two, three pick-sixes a game. It's not happening. The defense ain't getting stopped. They're not getting people off the field. They're not holding up. They're into the bargain at all. They're, this is a top five offensive unit. They shouldn't be getting blowed out by 30, 40 points by anyone. But they that's what happened at least two, three times this season. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Kirk Cousins has made mistakes, but also the defense is not good. It just simply isn't. Harrison Smith and both Patrick Peterson and the like, they both look cooked to me. They both look done. I think both of them are still solid players, but they're nowhere near what they once were. So... I look at it from that perspective, but then I turn to the New York Giants, and I'm simply just not a believer in the Giants' offense. I'm not one of the people who believe Daniel Jones has made leap and bounds progression in his play. Ladies and gentlemen, dude has 15 interceptions on the. I mean, 15 touchdowns on the year. He's throwing for just over 3,000 yards. I mean, he's he's playing solid, but. He's not playing at a level that would make you believe he could go out there and, and grill a, a team as in the playoffs, especially with the receiver core they have. I mean, St- Sterling Shepard, I believe, is out for the season. If I'm not mistaken, yes, he is. Darius Slayton, decent deep threat, but outside of that, that's about it. Kenny Galladay has been a waste of space and time. Like. I'm just saying, man, like, these he, these things are... Who are they giving the ball to? Who is he going to throw the ball to? On top of the fact that he himself is not that good. So I don't think they'll be able to take advantage of an advantageous opportunity that's presented in front of them because of the fact that I just don't believe in their talent as an offensive unit. So I, I got to take the Vikings on this one, man. I just think they got too much firepower. I think they will find a way. To get in the end zone, even though I do believe the the, the Giants defense is a little bit better than what the numbers may reflect. I think that five always get in the end zone. I think Justin Jefferson will still have a good game. I think Dalvin will have a good game as well. So we'll start to see how those things play out for them as individual players. But I gotta take the Vikings in the win against the Giants, man, especially in Minnesota. Then after that, we got the Ravens against the Bengals. Now, I want to speak about this a little bit. I'm one who believes Lamar Jackson is done. I don't think Lamar Jackson is coming back. And it's not because I think he's hurt. It's because I think he's using this as an opportunity to showcase to this team that they need him. They they, they just do. They cannot and will not make it far without him anyway. And he's using this as an example to why they need him. Now, a lot of people believe he truly is hurt. He can't play. Listen to me, people. These dudes have livelihoods, families, just like everyone else. They're human at the end of the day. This man came into the season playing for a contract that he wasn't going to get. The last thing he wants to do is risk another serious injury or worsening the injury he has now. Just to guarantee himself that he will not get the money. So at the very m- utmost and the very least, they will pay him once they see how detrimentally terrible and bad this office is without him. As we have seen. It's not good without him. It's, it's just not. And with that being the case, they will simply have no choice but to give him what he wants. And like I said a couple episodes back It might be somewhere south of 275 being guaranteed It might be 300 million dollars Guaranteed I mean it, it just might Because his, his value to that team is as great as any player in the league to their team Any player It's just what it is Now that being said the Ravens did recently extend with Kwan Smith, five year dead, 100 million 45 guaranteed they, they have some time on the defensive side of the ball Marcus Peters Marlon Humphrey was having a pretty good bounce back season after a pretty disappointing season last season I think Kyle Hamilton would, would be better as time goes on, I always loved Marcus Williams as a player, thought he was always under, criminally underrated but even with all that being said, the Bengals are just too damn good, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is my pick to go to the Super Bowl, if I'm being honest. The Bengals have nearly a perfect offense, and they have a good enough defense. I mean, this is a defense that's just outside the top ten. I mean, Jesse Bates, Von Bill don't get the credit they deserve. I think they arguably are the best safety duel in the league. The only other real safety duel that I could probably make an argument for me personally is when healthy Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. But those two are right there as well. The only thing their defense pretty much lacks for me personally is the cornerback position. I don't think it's that good. Especially with Wuzier out. So it's it's, it's kind of hard to not see that glaring weakness on the defensive side. But at the end of the day, man, they got plenty of time to on other sides And other positions To help make up for that But yeah I, I got the win in this game man. They, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow in town It's going to be a long day regardless of Whoever on the defensive side So that's just how I feel So I got the Bengals winning that Then after that I got the Cowboys At the Buccaneers Now I don't know how to feel about this game either Because everything Points in the favor of the Dallas Cowboys winning this game But then you just think about it from this perspective. Is Tom Brady in the playoff game at home? Do you really want to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs at home against Dallas who has disappointed year after year with the talent on their roster? I really had to sit and think about this one, man, because it's like Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott looking like probably the best running back going the league. Top of that, you got a like really good defense. Trayvon Diggs is playing like a bona fide stud on that side of the ball. Michael Parsons, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. And then you got Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, turning into another receiver. They this winner got Ty Hilton making some good big plays, for the Michael Gallup to me underrated. Dalton Schultz another underrated player. You, you start to think how how could they not win this game? And then you just think about it, man. It's, it's the Cowboys. It's, it's 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 sounds so cliche, but it's the truth. It's the Cowboys. Like what do we what are we expecting? what do we do? With all that being said, though, I hesitate to us to win this game, man. The the Buccaneers simply did not look good this year. I mean, they're they're walking in on one leg basically into this game at eight or nine. Tom Brady hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been a spectacular either. The offense around him has been deteriorating. The line has been up and down all season. Mike Evans has been maybe his only real consistent thing. The running back position has been a revolving door with multiple guys. I mean, it's hard to even name some of the guys that they've had starting their running back sometimes. Linda Fournell was supposed to be the workhorse, but a lot of times he was either hurt or just wasn't getting snapped. Then the defense has been a disappointment for them as well. Now, they are getting healthy on that side of the ball, but at the same time, they haven't been exactly stellar. I know they're ranked tenth in the league, but sometimes you gotta look at competition as well. These these guys, they're not really playing like stout offenses. Hey, I, we gotta remember they're in the division with the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. It, it, that's six games right there where you playing a, a, a terrible offense. I'm just I'm just saying some things you gotta put in perspective. So yeah, I gotta I got go Dallas with this game, man. I don't like that I'm going Dallas because my gut is telling me that Brady should pull this off. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bucks win, but my football mind is telling me that's Cap capital, shouldn't win. But last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have to get into the game that you all know I am going to be watching and that I will be streaming. So if you want to see my live reactions to the game, to results, I will be streaming on YouTube this coming Sunday for this game, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So yeah, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. If you all do not know, Tua Tagovailoa has been ruled out for this game. Skylar Thompson will be making his first NFL playoff career game start, ironically, before Tua has made his. And this is going to be up against a Buffalo team who at the beginning of this season, a lot of people have favored by a mile to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl and to win it. Now you're going up against a highly motivated Buffalo team because of what happened with their teammate, DeMar Hamlin, who, which, by the way, is released from the hospital and is back home with his family, which is a beautiful just downright loving thing to see. I hope he is getting better and I hope he continues to get better. I'm glad to see that he's released from the hospital and with his loved ones again. That is beautiful. But that being said, they're playing with heavy hearts and they're going to be playing for their brother, their teammate. Simply put and they're going to be doing it against a team in the Miami Dolphins who are division rifles, so they already don't. Like each other in terms of like seeing each other twice a year already, and they know each other well. So that means who else is better to game play against you than your own division, right? The, the team that literally builds their team to beat you. So, yeah. With all that being said, man, I gotta start off with this and I gotta say this now. Listen, I know a lot of Tour fans. Let me not say Tour fans because I'm a Tour fan. Tua Nas, because I'm not a Tua Nas. I'm not a Tua near. I'm, I'm none of that. I'm just a simply a tour fan who supports the guy and the players. I, I love Tua as a player and a guy. He's a, he's a great guy. I, I love his interviews. I love the way he carries himself. Cool dude. Seems like he's a humble dude. Like I respect the hell out of him. But at some point, ladies and gentlemen, reality has to kick in. There is no possible way that the Dolphins can move forward in the hopes and planning around Tua to be their quarterback for the next 10 years. Now, hear me out. I understand a lot of people will not like that I said that, but we have to be honest and evaluate what's truly happening in front of us. I've said this before, and I've said this again. It's like beating the dead horse at this point. Tua Tagovailoa has never finished a game ever in terms of a full season of football. He's never finished a full season of football in his career. Whether you want to go back to high school, college, or NFL now. Every year he misses some stretches of games. He, he misses at least one to two games a year. Every year he's ever played. Now it's coming back to not only just his body, but now it's becoming concussion thing, which is a completely separate thing from the broken hip or the ankle hand, the meniscus, stuff like this. These are all completely different things. He now is dealing with concussions that as we all know how the concussions work, once you get one and you continuously get another one, you're most susceptible to it. Meaning, there's a higher chance in probability that you can get another one at a more alarming rate than someone else would because you've already sustained a, a good number of them. So with all that being said, it's hard to say definitively the Dolphins should move on with toward in their future plans because you, you just can't say that definitively. I mean, the guy, ladies and gentlemen, is already an idiot. But he is. I don't. I don't understand how more else, what else needs to be shown to, to prove that. I mean, people can sit here and say he's um, he's he's just not lucky. He has bad luck. He falls. None of that matters, bro. At the end of the day, this is football. It's a contact sport. Him falling and him hitting the ground hard, some plays is going to happen. If he can't get off from that, this isn't the sport for him. It's just that simple. It's football. We're not playing golf, flag. This, this is contact football. If he can't get off the ground after hitting the ground a little hard, then he simply put needs to hang it up. And I've said this already, and i say it again. He needs to consider retirement. I know a lot of people don't like that I say that, but that's just the truth. It's That's what it is. At the end of the day, though, man, they, they, they just can't move forward with him in the future plans, believing he's still a guy. They, they just simply can't. It's not even because of play necessarily. It's because you can't stay on the field. When you're on the field, you, you're good enough most games at night. I mean, you're fine most games. I mean, sure, you drive to him to be better than just fine. But at the end of the day, it isn't bad. You, you, feel, you feel like you can progress with it. But the fact that he can't stay healthy and the play is inconsistent, you, how how can you continuously support and be in belief that this is your God? It just doesn't make sense. It will be disingenuous, and if we're being frank, it will be insane to go into next season under the impression that this is our God for the next ten to twelve years. It will be insane. Because he hasn't even shown he can last a full season of play. But you're going to believe he's the guy who, for the next 12 years, he he can't stay healthy at 24. What makes people believe he can stay healthy at 36? It's just not going to happen. It's, n- it's not realistic. It's, it's just not realistic at this point. So I said all that and say this, man. They have to, to me and my first opinion, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You you whiff, you missed. It is what it is. You you got to move on. And whether that means you fire the GM, the head coach, and all that other stuff, I don't know. But all I know is this: I for what I do believe, they should fire the GM regardless of what happens to season. I think Chris Green needs to go. I don't care, win, lose, or draw. He needs to go. That that's it. I'm I'm done with that. It's too many. It's too many misses and just downright atrocities that he has performed on behalf of his team in the past almost 10 years that he's been the GM. He needs to go. And if anyone wants to debate me on that or argue me on that, listen to me. My TikTok is Last Productions, the name of the show. Feel free to tag me in any post. I will respond. Trust me. Because I got time. Anyway. The team needs to move on. But before they do that, they have to play this football game. And simply put, the Bills is just going to mock the Dolphins, man. They they have everything in their favor. Home field advantage, playing with a heavy heart, chip on their shoulder, way better quarterback, way better offense. Let's be real about it. Without the quarterback, the offense is going to be what it was Sunday, horrible. And they got a way better defense. This isn't a matchup. This is about to be a one-sided ass. Let's be real here. They're about to demolish us in ways we don't want to see. I'll be shocked if this was just a two-possession game. I really would be. But, with all that being said, man, I'm going to get off into the fan Q&A. Now, I did have some questions from last week that I did not get to, so I'm going to finish... Off those questions, real quick. I gotta find the screenshot first, ladies and gentlemen. one second. Give me one second. I gotta find that screenshot. Uh, man, I can't find the screenshot. Okay, here we go. I find the screenshot. Okay, so next question. Good. Goes- comes from Caleb Daniels. How far can the Jazz go in the playoffs if they make it? Now, they have made it. Again, these are old pictures and old questions. So, I think the Jazz, I think they're done in the first round, man. But if they could get past the Chargers, I think that's the farthest they go. I think the furthest they can go is the second round, but I don't think they could do that. The next question comes from Lamar Trez Laurie. He says, Is very Roman's future with the Ravens in trouble if offensive struggles end the playoff run? Greg Roman's future was in trouble before anything, bro. The dude's job hasn't been jeopardy for two years now. For the life of me, I don't understand why he still has one, if I'm being honest. It's, it's, his game plans are sloppy. They aren't creative. They're too simplistic to the point where high school coaches go out there and draw game plans up against what he does. It, it just isn't creative enough in the new day and age of the league. It's just not... Sean Payne to the Packers? Nah, I don't think that's happening, to Justin. Uh, where do you rank Trevor Lawrence right now? Right now, I think Trevor Lawrence is a top 15 quarterback, right? Possibly top 12. Is he, he's playing great right now, bro. Can't take it from him. Is the future with San Francisco depending on this year's platform or do you think they should stick with Lance regardless of move forward? That question goes. comes from Charlie Ratliff, the homeboy of mine on Facebook. That's a great question, Charlie, and I want to get into this. First and foremost, I believe if the 49ers make a deep playoff run this season with Brock Purdy, I do believe they're done with Trey Lance. Um, that's, I know that's hard for some people to hear because Trey Lance, a lot of people say he didn't really get a fair shot, got hurt, things like that. That's the that's the nature of this business, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Colin Kaepernick took Alex Smith's job after Alex Smith got hurt. I mean, when a guy is just playing so damn good and is working with your team— you don't you don't move that you don't just simply put that away you keep it going because it's working it's successful that's that's what this business is and that's what this league is if Brock Purdy can continue playing how he plays which will lead to a deep playoff run and maybe a Super Bowl being won a Lombardi being held they yeah they're moving on from Trey Lance that's that's just what it is it's sad to say, cause I don't think he's gotten a fair shake either. But that's the business of the game. Is there any chance for Justin Jefferson winning the MVP award? That comes from Daniel Griffinson. Nah, man. I think it's. I, I don't think he wins the MVP award. I think Pat Mahomes ran away with that about a month ago. If I'm being honest, I don't. I don't really. I didn't really see an argument for anyone winning over Pat Mahomes the entire year. I mean. Dude leads the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, passing yards per game. I I believe he has the highest rating in the league for quarterback. The the dude is phenomenal. I I really don't understand why people were arguing for anyone else to win MVP. He, he was in my personal opinion, he was always the MVP. Again, it's my opinion. Not here to tell anyone what. Alright, so now let's get into this week's questions that I got. First question comes from Mark. Kipp. She says, what is the solution to the Bills' biggest dilemma? Well, as we've seen, they just simply didn't count the game, which I thought was kind of weird. I just thought they would push back these weekends games, give every team a bit of a rest, and then play this game this week, but that's, that's not what happened. But, yeah, that's what happened. When my New York Knicks make the playoffs, and win the title this year. Come on. Now Dre and Matty Ice asked that and he knows that's not happening. They they can make the playoffs though. I can see the playoffs. But nah. Same person asks, should the New York Jets move on from Zach Wilson? Should they move on with Zach Wilson? My answer? No. He doesn't have him. I never liked Zach Wilson. Never thought he had it. I was glad to just drafted him because I knew he was <laughs> up. So As a Dolphins fan, I would hope they stay with them, but realistically, football fan, no, they're not, they're going to move on. And I think the Jets are in game for people like Derek Carr or even Lamar Jackson. Who your Super Bowl pick to rep each conference and why? This question comes from a good friend of mine named Matt Jones. First off, I think the Bengals coming out of the AFC. I just think they're the most complete team in the AFC I think their offense is bona fide almost across the board, outside of the offensive line, which has gotten better. And I think the defense is good enough, especially with their safety and linebacker play. The front four is good as well. Solid with Trey Henderson is criminally underrated in my opinion. And then after that, I got the 49ers coming out of the NFC, man. I just think they're built on the defensive side as a juggernaut. And I think any quarterback in the NFC as it stands right now will struggle against that defense. So, yeah, I, I got to go with them. And, I, and like I said earlier, man, Brock Purdy is playing really good football right now. It's hard not to go with them. Next question, also comes from Matt Jones. If the Bears number another one overall pick. What should they do with it? Well, to me, personally, they could trade back for sure, get a couple picks because they're not looking for a quarterback. But I do think they'll trade back and just take the the edge rusher out of Alabama. Forgot his name. it's escapes me right now. But I do think they'll trade back and just take him. I mean, I, I if I'm the Bears, that's what I would do. Next question comes from Brad Morningstar. So how did the Blazers blow that game? I'm not I'm not sure of game you're referring to, but man. So uh, I can't really answer that question. My apologies. Nun Martinez, is it time for the Dolphins to move off the tour? If they move on, what should the options be to replace him? Now, I've already said I think it's time to move off the tour. Now, realistically, speaking from the business perspective and the organization's perspective, will they move on the tour? I doubt it. But as a fan and as someone who supports this team, I think it's time to move on. Now, options they have are slim, but they have some options. First option I believe they have, simply put, you go out and you make the best offer you can to get a Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson in the building, right? Like, one of these better starting quarterbacks than what you have. Because at the end of the day, I'm under the impression, if you're not getting better at a position, then just go into the next season with two if you're not going to get better. I think Derek Carr, at his best, is a little better than what Tua is. Now, can Derek Carr get back to his best? I don't know. But one thing I do know is Derek Carr will stay on the field. Lamar Jackson is just better than both guys, even though he has his injury concerns as well. I think a lot of that is due to the fact that he's being asked to do so much for the Ravens offense. With the offensive weapons we have and coaching – Game plans we could draw for Lamar. I think he'll be in better shape in terms of his health. But how realistic those things are? Not very realistic at all. But they are the the two prime candidates. I can see them trying to go after. But it's like a two percent chance they make any of those options happen. Because one, Derek Carr is going to get paid starting money. So that means getting paid starting money. You got to do something too. Cause he's not just gonna accept the bench room. I don't think he is, even with the fact he's a humble kid, but humble guy. And his trade value right now isn't good. He's an injury-prone small quarterback who's inconsistent. So yeah. How serious are the Jags on the Bunts Ask that? I think the Jags are a good team, but I think they lose first round. Uh so yeah, that's it for the questions, guys. Thank you all for tuning into the show once again. Y'all be sure to like, subscribe. My channel on YouTube, Last Word Productions. And remember, I will be live streaming the game. It's coming Sunday. So y'all tune in and stay keeping the lookout for that. I'm also on YouTube. I mean not YouTube, excuse me. I'm also on Facebook, TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Any social media platform you may have, trust me, I'm there. Word Productions, the name. Appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. I'll see y'all in the next one.